0: Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. It is Mother's Day, which is so sweet and so sad and so hopeful and... It's like a chasm of emotions. (laughs) And so um, the last couple of days, I was just going over some things for today. I got to tell you, it wrecked me. Because as I was preparing this, I thought about all of you and all your faces and all your hearts. And when it comes to Mother's Day, one size does not fit all. But we serve a God that knows All. So today, um, first, um, I'm going to say that all the moms in here, um, you're like worms. (laughs) Doesn't that just worm your heart? So um, I'm going to read you something. Good, thank you. Not my fault this time. It's all good. Um, So yeah, let's just talk worms for one moment, okay? All right, yeah. All right. Uh, This is actually friends of ours. She this from her youngest. Um, He's 12. Okay, listen. I said at the beginning we could have you all just come down like in a big circle, and we just do circle time and no (laughs) microphone needed, right? I know this is supposed to be Mother's Day, but just a moment, okay? So when I use these types of microphones, this is what I'm afraid of. I get excited. I'm going to whack somebody because I'm just going to let it fly. So don't worry about me, like, spitting on you. I'm just going to hit you with the microphone. So if you're in this zone. Okay. So let, back to worms. I feel like we need to, like, do, like, these cards. So if you pick up your kids from the back, you know, you don't know. One of them might write you, you a, worm, a worm card. Okay. Here we go. So their youngest is 12. It's almost Mother's Day, right? She says Yes. Well then, I'm going to compliment you. Isn't that fun? Yeah. You're like a worm, mom. Not just any worm, though, mom. An earthworm. Oh, don't you just have all the feels right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to put that up on your fridge? I'm an earthworm. Okay, here we go. You know that they have superpowers, right? Right? No one really sees what they do, but I know what they do. They dig in the dirt and slither around, taking the gross, decomposed stuff and turning it into usable stuff the plants and flowers can use to grow. (laughs) You're like manure. This is awesome. Okay, (laughs) just like you dug around in the dirt to help me start my garden. And they multiply themselves if they get cut. And they don't die. Kind of like you when you had me. You pretty much multiplied yourself and you didn't die. That's kind of like a superpower. Multiplying yourself and not dying. Happy Mother's Day. And so this is a real life story. I I saw it on Facebook and I thought, this is so brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. You'll never look at earthworms the same again. I feel like we should have t-shirts made. Um, and we can send, He has no idea. Like he's like his word to his mom is being shared with you today. There's so much truth in that, though. Do you know um, women were made in the image of God? Just like I just want that to settle on you for a second. We're not talking about giving birth in the natural for a moment. We're talking about that women were made in God's image. Women were created to birth life. Fun fact, the Holy Spirit is all that. Guess what the Holy Spirit does? He breathes life. The Holy Spirit comforts. The Holy Spirit nurtures. The Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit is who guides us into all truth and wisdom. From a very healthy perspective, what does a mom do? A mom has all those Holy Spirit superpowers. And so I just want to talk to you for a second about the good, bad, and ugly of motherhood. When God created us, we were good. Do you know motherhood is supposed to be this beautiful thing? But in our broken world, motherhood can be really jacked up. It can really feel pretty bad sometimes. And the enemy wants you to think motherhood is ugly. He wants you to think that you're going to mess people up because you're a mess yourself. You're never going to be able to compare. And it's just best if you sit down and be quiet and just stop. Do you understand how messed up all of that is? That what started out as good, that we allowed our flesh to take hold And we took God's promises of breathing life and we dumbed it down. And then we allowed the enemy to discourage us and to speak lies. And it just snowballs until it's a really broken part of our society. I'm sure most of you have heard the statistics, but Mother's Day is one of the most celebrated days of the year. Prisoners line up for their phone call to call the person that loves them unconditionally. There's no other day of the year that there's like this onslaught of the greeting card aisle and phone calls. The statistics don't lie. People need moms. J.D. already shared this a little bit, but For some of you, that is the most removed thing that you can think of. Maybe you have come from a situation that is so broken that all it does is bring you pain, and the prayer that you have is that you never cause your children that much pain. And so while you are smiling and your kids are loving on you, inside you are so broken. And so you put on your smile, and you're so thankful for them, but yet you still, the little girl inside of you, would love nothing more than to have a healthy relationship with your mom, or some type of matrix to go by. I'm going to just give a little brief example, and... um, we do a group at our house on Thursday nights of young adults, and we're doing some studies on whatever they want to talk about. So I'm like, well, what do you want to learn about? And so the first one up was conflict management. Like, how do you deal with conflict in your families, in your life? Like, these are real-life skills. And one of the things that we do when we're teaching is not just where they're at now, but where they're going. It's like a hope chest of knowledge, right? Right? And so I used this story that um, if you are disciplining, like even your toddler, your preschooler, and they're in timeout, you need to pray with them afterwards because you're representing the Father. Like there's discipline, but there's unconditional love, and it's for your spiritual betterment, not just your behavior. And so some of them looked at me like I had five heads. And one of the young men, he said, I don't know what you're talking about right now. I can't even picture what you're saying. He was not raised like that at all. Like, that did not comprehend. And I was so thankful that it was an environment that he could just, like, open up in front of the group. Like, I am not tracking When we talk about what Mother's Day is, that's how it is for some of you. When you hear people with these great stories of like moms pouring into you and all the touchy feels, you're like, I don't even know what that looks like. When somebody should have loved me, they neglected me. When someone should have loved me, they abused me. And so as I um, posted yesterday that If you miss church on Mother's Day because it's just so painful, I invited you to join us today, either in person or online. And so the last two days, my heart has been so overwhelmed and stirred for you. Some of you caught me this morning and said that you were going to miss church because it's too painful. But you saw the post and said, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm going to try. Here's what I want to tell you. However you are feeling right now, it really is okay. It really is okay. (coughs) Um, A mother's heart. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And I want you to replace the word love when you see it with mothers. Love is patient and kind. So I'm going to insert moms. Are you ready? So just listen. Moms are patient and kind. Moms do not envy or boast. They are not arrogant or rude. They do not insist on their own way. They are not irritable or resentful. They do not rejoice at wrongdoing, but they rejoice with the truth. Moms bear all things. They believe all things. They hope all things. And they endure all things. Here's the truth. We have bought into the enemy's ugly lie about motherhood that it is about birthing babies in the natural do you understand motherhood is so prophetic of what God wants to birth in you so for some of you that can't have children and you say well you talk about raising up this future generation what good is it to me What would you say to Mother Teresa if she was standing in front of you? I just, I want you to see that it is so much more about the natural. That there are so many hurting people out there that say, I need somebody to reflect the heart of God. I need somebody to show me what a nurturing, comforting, loving God looks like. And ladies, I'm telling you, that's you. You get the opportunity, being made in the image of God, to go set captives free, to let them know that they are seen, that they are heard, they are wanted, because I have news for all of the women in here. We are all products of adoption if we are Christ followers. Every single one of us were adopted into the family of God. God has a heart for adoption. He just does. And we have bought this uh, lie. I have all these young adults. I said, how many of you want a mentor? How many of you need somebody to speak into your life? You would be amazed at how many said, I need somebody speak practically into me. I need somebody to teach me practical things. Like these are guys and girls. Like how do I cook? How do I do a checkbook? I need someone to biblically disciple me. I need somebody to help me understand what it means to be a godly woman and a godly man. Listen, we have a generation out there saying, where are the parents? Where are the moms? And here's the deal the enemy has all of us thinking we have nothing left to offer that either we're so overwhelmed with what's on our plate we're so lacking because we don't fit the check boxes of what we think motherhood is on mother's day listen i'm not saying mother's day is not important motherhood is a lifestyle not a day it is a lifestyle At Easter, I um, just shared that if people were visiting with us and maybe they had another home church and they were here with family, that my prayer was when they came back next Easter, that they would say that Siege Church was more loving than even they were the year before. If you get one thing out of today, I hope that it's that you know how to love the people around you better and to be understanding of what they're dealing with. Just this morning, um, someone told me out in the lobby and I'm laughing, it's not funny, but it is. How many of you say really stupid things? Do you know what I mean? Like you don't know what to say, so you just say stupid stuff. You're like, it's awkward, my heart hurts for you. I don't know what to say. So you throw in some Bible verses for good measure, right? Because that's what you should do. Well, you know what? God just works all good things out. Well, it's okay. Your time will come. Oh, now I have to repent for wanting to punch you. That's so sad, right? This person is trying to share their heart with you and you don't know what to say. So you just like fluff it off and try to give them like an attaboy. It'll get better. Listen, in that moment when they're like, today's hard because I want kids, but I'm not in a season that I have the relationship to do that or I just miscarried or wow, my mom, who I think walked on water is in heaven with Jesus right now and I'm mourning her or hey, my mom sold me out for prostitution at the age of seven. Talk about a swing. When you hear those stories over and over of things that like sometimes my brain can't comprehend what that's like it's no different than the young man that like when I'm like hey when you put your kids in time out like you pray with them afterwards like that's the reconciliation and restoring it's as foreign to me as what some of the abuse stories are what does that look like so um pastor JD shared this verse Um, This is God's heart. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And for those of you that don't have natural born children, Jesus loves spiritual parentage. So as he's on the cross, he was thinking about his mother Mary you mattered. Women, if you have nobody in your life to tell you that you matter, if you have no natural children, adopted children, spiritual children, or you have children and they just choose to ignore you, I'm telling you that you are valued and that you are seen. And that we as a church family commit to being like Jesus when he looked down at Mary and wanted to make sure that she was cared for. And this is what he tells John and Mary. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. That is what the family of God looks like. That's what the family of God looks like. Proverbs 31 is like this great Mother's Day verses. But we're going to use a couple of them. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Okay, here's the deal. Those of you that have broken hearts, that you have joyous hearts, that this is your first Mother's Day and you are so excited or you thought it was going to be your first Mother's Day and you lost a child. You can laugh at what's to come in a godly, joyous way. You might not be there yet and that's okay. That is so okay. But I am telling you that the enemy is going to try to take you out. He is going to try to keep you from being the giver of life. He's going to try to take you out. But you're stronger than that. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to rejoice. It's okay to mourn. But joy always comes in the morning. Joy is not just about how you feel. It is a fact of who God is that carries inside of you. This is not to undo how painful today is for some of you, but I am telling you that God is bigger than our pain. That when you are walking through pain, God is walking alongside of you. And the enemy wants you to think that you are cut off, that nobody understands. Jesus understands what it means to be cut off when he was on the cross. But even when he was being cut off to take on our sins, he still thought about others. Like in the practical, not just because he was on the cross and his love kept him there for me and you, but he looked down and he remembered his earthly mother. And he also remembered John. strength and dignity. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Boy, doesn't that go against our culture? That says women that you need to go have coffee time and just keep it real, which is where you just complain about your children, your husbands, your coworkers. Listen, it has nothing to do with you birthing babies. It has everything with you birthing life. It is not okay for you not to have control of your mouth. We get to speak life. It's an honor to speak life. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread bread of idleness, your fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. I think of Jesus dying on the cross, like just that one moment in history and you see every one of those fruits activated. Every single one. It was out of his gentleness that even when Peter denied him, think about it. He was even gentle when he reintroduced himself to Peter after he resurrected. He was gentle even on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It was his self-control that kept him on the cross because I'm just telling you, he could have got himself down. He chose to operate in self-control For me for those of you that have people in your life that have abused you that you feel that they have broken you I'm asking you to take a posture like Jesus and to say father forgive them for they know not what they did Do you know how hard that is to forgive someone that has done the unthinkable? But isn't that Jesus' example? Isn't that Jesus' example to us? For those of you that grew up in a home, and I know so many times on Mother's Day, it's all like the joyous, like all the flowery, like, And those are still good things. Obviously, that's God's heart. But I really want those of you to know that God sees you and that your past is not your future. That God wants you to find freedom in your past, your present, and your future. You'll get to change what your family tree looks like. Listen, our last name, as much as I love my last name, I think it's pretty cool. It's very unique. But you know what? My family of God is even more unique. Choose this day who you will serve. The enemy wants you to think that if you don't ever get to be a mother in the natural that you're useless or worthless, or that if you have raised up your children and they do not call you blessed, that your whole life has been a waste. God's heart is not for that for you. For some of you, you have been that mother that has broken her children. that you did not parent them in a godly way and you say, you know what? My kids have reason to hate me. My kids have reason to despise me. Forgive yourself. God died on the cross for you to be raised to life, not your past And I'm just telling you, God is bigger than how much you think you broke your kids. You can invite the Prince of Peace into your relationship. I promise. He is a giver of life. We have a young man that his family, they're Christians. And because we think, well, if everybody's a believer, their house is just perfect. Okay, listen, it could all be some reality shows, right? Right? Like behind the curtain, what really happens when our flesh is involved? So those of you that think that before you met Jesus, that you were like some heathen parent, that you broke your kids, you damned them all to hell, I have news for you. God is bigger than you being a whack job. Do you know what I mean? Listen, even if you're a Christ follower, there are just days, you're like, I'm a whack job parent. You know it's true. Here's the deal. For a year, this young man, his prayer request was about reconciliation with his family. There was a lot of hurt, a lot of things that had been said growing up, that had been done growing up. Just, it was icky. It was icky, and these are all people that are now Jesus lovers. They were even then, but it was just icky. So a couple of things can happen in those situations. You can say, you know, we're just, I'm really sorry for you. I'm going to pray, you know, that they find Jesus. But, you know, just know that, just move on from that. Don't let it get you down. Move on. Yeah, the enemy wants us to move on instead of reconciling. I know sometimes it's not possible to reconcile, but we give up too soon. Because we allow our hurts to become idols over God. I know that sounds really mean and it's not meant to be mean. It's just truth. Do you love God more than you're bitter? Do you love God so much that the person that hurts you, that you can say I forgive you before they ever ask for it? It's not easy. And some of you are like not even close to being there. But know that God is already there. He's already been there. He died on the cross for the person that hurt you. He died on the cross for the person that hurt you. Part of being able to move on to becoming, and we'll just talk about women, about the woman of God that you are called to be, to love and to comfort and to bring life to those around you means that you have to trust God. That you have to trust that he knows your heart, that he knows your hurts, that he knows your wounds, and that he is walking alongside of you, being patient with you as you process those in the spirit. As Jesus was being beaten he was thinking of us. It's so easy when we're dealing with our hard stuff. to forget that even as we're dealing with our stuff, that there could literally be a person beside of us that is also dealing with hard stuff. And God's heart is for us to encourage one another. Listen, it doesn't negate the hard stuff you're going through. We're not saying that's not important. What we're saying is it's so important to God. That He doesn't want you to have this view that you are broken. He doesn't want you to have a view that you're broken because the world and life is broken from sin. God is saying, I want to make you whole. I want to make you whole. And so this young man that for a year we prayed for reconciliation with his family, like just in their everyday relationships that they could have a normal conversation without those, you know, those like that gets in your gut of these past things that have been said and done that just pile up. And then you can go to church together and, you know, pray it out kind of on your own and just put it under the carpet like it's not there. He said, I want more than that. I want more than that. So for a year, we just kept praying into it. How's it going? How's it going? And you know what? You'd see little breakthroughs. Because his heart had changed for reconciliation. So God was doing this work in hearts. But sometimes when we are so self-contained on how the brokenness of the world has beat us down, That we forget to look up to see what God is actually doing around us. That he's answering the prayers in which you have prayed. So there's some Romans verses and I'm going to read a couple of them. But your homework for the week. Everybody loves homework, right? Romans 12 Here's the thing, part of choosing this day who you will serve means you, you alone, not your spouse, not your parents, not your kids, not your coworkers, not your pastors, not the government. You can't blame everybody else. For you, you get to say from this day forward, How am I walking with God? How am I going to change my personal family tree with God? Am I going to connect in with His heart for me to be restored, to be set free, to find my hope again? And you know what? If you are coming from a place that you have an amazing relationship with your mom, that you can look at your mom and say, she's a Proverbs 31 woman. She was not perfect, but she had the heart of God. Be thankful for that. Let her know that. And don't be embarrassed to tell people that you had a great upbringing Do you know sometimes in church circles, everybody just wants to hear the bad stuff, the abuse stories, and they go, I'm so sorry, like those are the shock value. They are all equally important. God's hand is on each person inside all of those stories. It's okay to celebrate that you came from a godly lineage, And if you are those people, it's not that you look down on the other people, it's you saying, I've seen it in action. I'm a product of that. It doesn't make you less, but you know what? I just want to encourage you that it works. I am the fruit of a mom that loves me, I'm a product of that. A new way of living. Listen, if you feel like in your current household that you're like, where are the whack jobs? Um, You know, that you're talking about like front row seat. Okay, here's the deal. Invite Jesus into your wacky world. (laughs) Invite Jesus into your wacky world. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable, for this is truly the way to worship him. Listen, get a new way of thinking. Get a new way of thinking. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hey. Don't be one of those people that are afraid to raise their hand in class because they don't know the answer. When we tell people at Easter, we hope when you come back next year and you visit with us um, to see your family here and you don't attend your home church, that we're more loving than the year you came before. It's because our prayer is that we don't copy the customs of the world that says that's your business, that's your business, or I'm going to get up all in your business and gossip about your business. None of that is God's heart. God's heart is that we're in the trenches together to set captives free. To have families building a lineage that God's holiness is up on it. And it does not mean that one day you're wacky and it's all for naught. It means that that day you just see grace through a whole new lens. It's like those big wacky glasses of the colored lens, you know, the kids love you, like that are huge on your face. Listen, that's our life some days. That's our life. A new measure. Be honest in evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Hey, a new measure of you for the faith God has given you. Not your family. Not the broken parts. Honestly, not even the great parts. You measure your self-worth through the faith that you have in God. Like God's love for you. And everything else comes out of that. A new method. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. Okay, this is where it gets like a little um, uncomfortable. Women, you are not called to be jealous. Just rip that band-aid off. Nobody's stealing your kids. We pray for God to pour his like, spirit in our kids. We pray for them to be well-rounded and loved and matured and all of these things. And then God sends people in the body to pour into your kids. And you allow the enemy to automatically make your brain go, well, I'm less than. They like so-and-so more. Listen. That is how the enemy wants to rob, kill, and destroy everything about the body of Christ. You need to think of those people as God's answer to your prayers. One of the things I'm most thankful for are the mentors in my son's life. We prayed for God to put godly people in his life. It does not make me less than, it makes God more than. Because those people can speak into his life in a different way than me. It does not make me less of a mother. It does not make me a failure. What it does is it makes me an equipper. Does that make sense? For those of you that don't have natural born children, you need to know that you're part of this body. That when we say you bring something to the table, Women, I need you to get this through your head. There's a seat at the table for you and nobody else is taking your spot. We're not like, well, somebody else, this is like, you're just gonna save it. Like, that's just yours, I'll hold it. But if somebody comes along better, then I'm gonna give your seat up, okay? Listen, that's what it's like at God's table too. I read that once and it was so, ugh, God doesn't give your seat to somebody else. His heart and hope is that you're going to come. Take your rightful seat at his table. Uh, Ladies, take your rightful seat in this family. I had a friend um, who could not have kids. And um, she loved babies. She loved kids. Her love language was physical touch. And you know that if you have little kids around you, they're just like, they think you're a jungle gym. And you know, they just want to hug you and love on you. And she knew she was never going to have children. And this wasn't something that she publicized everywhere, but she had shared that with me. And so I knew that this was a tough thing for her. She had come out of Wiccan. um, So she did not like have this godly upbringing. So she comes to church, she gets saved. So she can't have children in the natural. She has no back history to talk about like godly parents raising her up. When you talk about Jonah and the big fish, she has no idea what you're talking about. When you talk about who Abraham is, who Moses is, John the Baptist, like you might as well have 10 heads. Like she had no knowledge. Are you following me? She was in her 30s. It's hard for us sometimes to imagine what that looks like. You wanna talk about brave? Guess where she served? In the nursery. She said it hurts so much, but God allows me to still get to experience a little piece of it by loving other people's children well. She said, I need to learn Bible knowledge, but I'm so embarrassed. How do I do that? And I said, actually, serving where you're going to serve is the best place. Because while you're loving on these babies, you're going to grow in wisdom and knowledge of God's word to know who Jonah is. And don't you dare be embarrassed about that. You walk with your head high that you are brave that you are showing more love to these babies because of what you're lacking in your heart, of what you want, of that sense of grief and loss. And every time she would walk into that nursery, when I knew it was her day in the nursery schedule, I made sure I just was kind of down and around. And I'd give her a hug, and I would say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Didn't need to say anything else. She knew exactly what all that encompassed that she loved more than her heart could break, that she chose to be part of a body of Christ knowing that she had something to bring to the table. That was her alabaster jar that she could break at the feet of Jesus. It was more than enough. And she carried this joy and this comfort with her. And she's moved away. And I'll see her post that. That's still an area that she serves in. And she was so worried that she had nothing to give. Just try it. Just try it. We'll end with this verse and then you can do the rest of your homework. Verse nine, that only gives you like eight verses. You'll be fine. Nine verses. A new love. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. I just ran across I was cleaning my desk yesterday you know you get like piles of just stuff you're like what the heck and I ran across a letter from actually one of our young people and I had the privilege of also being her youth pastor and I was so she comes from a great family and her note to Dean and I, where we are two of the most influential people in her life. God has allowed us to speak into her life since she was twelve. She's old now, older. And I was I was reading this, I thought of the women who are hurting. That feel like they're missing out on the parent thing. And I thought of my friends who have no children of their own, that have mentored young people, that I see the fruit in their life from these ladies. And as I was reading this, and my heart was just like, ugh, like in a good, like just kind of way, right? My heart started hurting for the ones of you that are missing out. that you're missing out on the joy to sow into someone that does not have your last name but they have God's heart that God looks at them and says you are worthy that there is something special in you and I began to mourn for the women that the enemy has lied to them To say that they have no life in them to breathe. So, if you'll just stand up, we're going to close. I just want to pray. And I just really sense that there's someone in the room that you think that this is all fine and dandy. And you're feeling like, if I knew your backstory, if I knew how badly you jacked up your own kids, can you say jacked up at church? I don't know. (laughs) Right. Welcome to the family. That you may think that you have jacked up your own kids so badly that you will never be able to repair, to repent, to fix it because there's no going back. Here's the truth of it. You're right. There's no going back. But there is going forward. God wants to make all things new. And if you are in here today with your family and you're like where are those whack jobs you're talking about? know that God's heart is for you. Don't just let stuff go under the rug. If you need to tell your mom that you're sorry, if you need to tell your kids that you're sorry, please do it. For those of you that that's not possible because you're estranged, or they've passed away. Cry out to God. He can still give you healing inside of your heart. I want you today to have compassion for one another. To know that inside everybody's heart is a story that usually has some joy some doubt, some sadness. And for some of you this year, devastation. Be encouraged that joy comes in the morning. And be kind to one another by sometimes just saying when people share their stories, I love you. How can I be supportive with you in this season without a bunch of platitudes, but just sincerity of being with them in the moment, of saying that I love you? So, Father, right now, all over this room, we thank you that you have called women to be warriors. That, Lord, we wear so many hats. But God, the hat that we want to wear most is to show your love. God, and that includes to ourselves. I pray all over this room that the women here learn to love themselves well. That they view themselves as you view them. Without spot or blemish. That what is in their past has been washed away and that they are a new creation from the moment that they accept you. God, for anyone in the room, guy or girl, that struggles with what family is supposed to look like, that they feel like they have missed out and they're angry, God, I pray that they feel your love, that you use people in this body to love on them to restore to be that adoptive family for them God we pray for future generations that are coming out of this room including all of us standing here that today when we leave this place that we make a conscious choice to submit our way of thinking to your way of thinking To not buying into the devil's ugly lies. But that it is joyous to love and to nurture. God, we thank you that we're not meant to do life alone, but that you have given us one another. We thank you for all of these things. In your son's precious name, amen. Thanks for listening.